What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host of t- the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Here after-, after a little bit of a hiatus, we are back, and I say we because I'm being joined by the producer, co-host, dear friend, kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one, and the king of shit takes himself, Greg DeMarco. War games of war games, war games, war games. Welcome back. We did do one show without you. I did not listen to it, but I did see it. <laughs> so it was basically an extension. Like we, we talked about so much stuff on the Greg DeMarco show that we didn't have time to do the gimmicky stuff. So we did the gimmicky stuff on your show oh, on perfect. your birthday. And that was the, uh, that's why it was titled as her birthday and she's not here. Yeah, so that's a, that was a, a perfect way to celebrate and honor me on that day by doing the gimmicky stuff. Right. That's Thank nice you. Thank you so much. 
But I'm just finding stuff. I have this cup holder of things, and I found these things, and I don't know what these are. I have no idea what these are, and I don't know why I Hold have them. Again. Hold that up a little They're like these little... I have no idea what these are. There's these like sticks. Like, remove something? Like... Do they it's can remove? Oh, like, remover. oh, you know what? I think these are scrapers. Like when you want to scrape a price tag off. Okay. They're very I patriotic like scrapers. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's stuff in my house. I don't know. Is here. Why would exists. you know? Why would I know? Um, why would I know? But I'm glad we figured out that mystery. I'm That's here. it for this session. <laughs> That's it. We just solved the mystery and we're done. Fucking nerd. Um, but yes, I, I'm excited to be back with you all. Uh, big topics in the world of women's wrestling, especially in the WWE. I am thrilled. I feel like this is such a great resurgence, a great time for women's wrestling um, on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we're going to cover both ends of the spectrum. We're going to be talking a little bit about everything happening. Uh, the big stories in the women's division um, right now in WWE for this week's show. But before we get to that, don't forget to follow us on social media at the hashtag Miranda. That is me on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. You can find Greg at ChairShotGreg. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and of course, chairshot.com, uh, at chairshot, or what was, oh my gosh, it's been so long, uh, at chairshot media, um, for the social medias for the chairshot.com. And of course, the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the chairshot radio network, which you can find on the chairshot.com. The chairshot.com. The chairshot.com. Always use your head. So you know what we do, though, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode, you know, we got to talk about independent wrestling up here in the state of Arizona, a very active time for wrestling in AZ. Talk about a resurgence. Things are up and running. Shows left and right is a good time to be a independent wrestling fan. And with that, we are getting closer and closer to IZW Impact Zone Wrestling Presents Psycho Circus, Saturday, August 27th at the Sun Studios in Tempe, Arizona. And we are going to be crowning the first time in 10 years uh, the IZW Women's Champion in a Psycho Circus match. Now, we've been hyping up the Psycho Circus, uh, this match in particular, for months now. But we now have the rules for the Psycho Circus match. It has been released on IZW social media uh, earlier this month. Uh, not this month, but a few weeks ago at the end of July. And with that, I'd like to share with all of you the rules of the Psycho Circus match. Because this is one uh, where, I mean, not three stages of hell, but there's three different phases of this match that are going to be important to follow. Uh, so five women, three falls, one winner. And that winner will be crowned the new IZW Women's Champion. So let's start off with the first fall with five competitors. And that is going to be the five-way match portion of uh, this match. The first fall. 
the winner of this first fall, once you have that, again, anything goes, anyone can get in. The winner of this first fall will then pick their partner for the second fall. And the wrestler that gets pinned will be eliminated from the match. So after the first fall, one person will be eliminated. We are left with four individuals. The winner of the first fall will then get to pick their tag team partner for the second fall. And that's going to be a traditional tag team match. So you're going to have two on two, one fall. The winning team will then advance to the third and final fall. And that's going to be a one-on-one match. So the winning team will then face each other in the final fall where there must be a winner. That means no disqualifications, no countouts. And the winner of that one-on-one match will become the new IZW Women's Champion. That's a, a lot to kind of digest. It's a lot to kind of process, and that makes it aptly known and uh, called the Psycho Circus match because there's flaming hoops that you have to jump through, uh, tight wires, you know, a- anything that you could think of. It seems like you have to go through in the Psycho Circus match. Uh, Greg, yeah. tell me a little bit about uh, really the preparation for this your thoughts on the rules and even uh, the five competitors who are scheduled to be in this match. Of course, we have uh, anime uh, Morgan gypsy Mac uh, Lilith Grimm and Bryn Thorne all scheduled to compete. The, the concept is uh, it's existed for a while and, and figuring out the best way to use it. Uh, like I've had it and I just didn't know how to use it. Um, and then being able to use it here and, and, with the Psycho Circus concept and utilizing it to crown the women's champion, it all made perfect sense to me and is something that we want to be able to use now and, and in the future as well. And, and, and the three different falls, um, you know, going from the five way to the loser gets eliminated, the winning, the winner picks the teams. And then you have the tag match where um, traditional tag team match, like you said, except we do follow the Lucha Libre rule of when one woman leaves the ring, her partner can immediately enter the ring. Um, because it's going to be fast-paced and, and people are going to be trying to win that as quickly as possible because the team that loses is eliminated and then the team that wins will fight each other in the end and it's just, there's got to be a winner. I don't want to see no disqualification, no counter. We're crowning a champion. And plus, if you yes. do all that, you want to end in a DQ? No, nobody wants that. So um, so I'm excited. It's it's exciting to put, uh, to utilize this match for the very first time anywhere. Uh, it's not the concept that we got borrowed from anybody else. It's not anything. It, it's, it's another... Another first ever, um, and and we're doing it uh, for the first time for the women, and and I'm mm-hmm. excited about that that we're giving them that versus um, in another situation, and we're making it to crown, uh, you know, again the first ever or not the first ever, but the first IZW Women's World Champion in over ten years, which I'm very excited about as well. I'm also excited because the belt's going to be here soon, but that's a whole other story. Um, but it's just great, and I know that women are excited and and. There's a lot of issues there as, as Anna Mae just recently handed Brent Thorne her first ever loss in IZW. Of course, you've got Brent Thorne and Morgan who've been fighting, um, and, and, you know, rivalry over. But then thanks to the situation, somewhat renewed, you've got Gypsy Mac trying to establish herself and, and wants to use this as an opportunity. And then Lilith Grimm, such a wild card, um, who, who last time fought, uh, you know, fought with, 
Bryn Thorne, and of course, that match could not be controlled whatsoever, and mm-hmm. it landed both women into Monster. Um, and then, of course, Lilith, you know, then decided to inflict some unique pain upon Miracle Mike James and Monster as well. So uh, this could be crazy, and and who knows how it's going to end up? I, I, you know, and when it gets down to those final two, I mean, they fought through so much. It's like no one wants to lose at that point. No one wants to lose anyway, but to, you don't come this far just to come this far. You want to seal the deal. You want to walk out with that, that beautiful championship. Um, but you gotta, you gotta finish it off and only one person can win it. So yeah. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great way to cap off the evening as we put these five women in the main event of psycho circus. And you know, the other thing about wrestling is that you go there and you don't know if you're going to see, a title change. You don't know if someone's going to win a title, if someone's going to lose their title. Uh, but in this case, you know, you know, yep. you're going to see, you know, we're going to have a winner. Raise it's a just, who will time. it be? And out of these five women, they are going to go through some chaos uh, to get there. They're going to go through hell and the winner, the last woman standing uh, in this case of the, that woman who gets the uh, final pinfall, is truly going to you know deserve it to go through each one of those falls to get to that last one so it's uh, a very exciting innovative way to crown a champion um and one that really puts them through the ringer um but one that you'll know at the end of the night whoever wins is the person who deserves it yeah it's funny i felt almost like Vince McMahon, when you were describing the match, and I was like, say phases, say phases, and then you said phases. So um, it, it, I don't know why. It's like it's not really that big of a deal. But no, I'm excited about it and, and, and to put them in that position. I mean, I know all five as, as competitors and performers are extremely excited about it, but they also, you know, you can be excited and honored to be put in that position, but then when that bell rings, that's oh, out yeah. the window. It's go time. I mean, it's go it's time. game. It's game time. Because at the end of the day, it's super cool. All five of us get to be in the main event and and do all of this. But once that bell rings, only one of you is going to win. And and, and then the other four aren't going to be so cool anymore. And so Mm -hmm. how do you do it? What do you do? So, yeah. I'm excited. Cycle Circus scheduled for Saturday, August 27th. Tickets are available at IZWrestling.com. Greg, what's the ticket situation looking like so close to August 27th? Well, we're two and a half weeks away and things have, I mean, they never really slowed down, but this is is ahead of the last few and the last few have sold out. And so I would not delay. And, And we're in that stage right now where we're getting like, big ticket orders and so it's just like chunks of available tickets are going away and going away and going away so yeah i would not expect vip is sold out oh, it's been sold out. uh so vip is sold out all that is left is general admissions so if you missed out on getting your vip ticket sorry yeah, uh sorry. sorry but that's there's still time to get your general admission tickets uh for vip bell time is 5 30 and for general admission bell time is 6.30. So please make sure to get your tickets before they sell out. Uh, Arizona, we are the land of waiting until the last minute. Uh, we're just kind of that West Coast lifestyle. But what that means is that there will be a rush. So to assume that tickets are going to be available on the day of, maybe a little bit foolish on your part. Yeah, so a bit of a stretch. Go, on that one. Yeah. So go to IZWWrestling.com. 
for tickets. Greg, where else can our listeners find IZW online? So if they go to any of their social medias, of course, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona, at IZW Wrestling AZ, you will find all the information about the events and as well as ticket links, uh, both in the bios and in the posts themselves. Um, it, it's, yeah. It's impossible to not find out how to buy tickets to an IZW event, and that's by design. So take advantage of it. And while you're there, you may also see some news on two upcoming events, additional upcoming events for IZW just announced uh, recently as well within uh, the past few weeks. IZW returns to Coolidge, Arizona for Cool Town Clash 2 on Saturday, September 24th at the Coolidge Youth Center. Such a wonderful experience the first time around. Uh, so nice. We're doing it twice at Cool Town Clash 2. And then Saturday, November 12th, IZW presents Wanted, Dead, or Alive. That's going to be at the Sun Studios in Tempe. And tickets are available for both events. So if you want to get ahead on your shopping, tickets for both are available. We do have some... Uh, do we have early bird tickets still remaining? So early bird has ended. Um, oh, yes. And, and so now we are in uh, typical pre-sale mode for um, for those tickets. So you can still get um, VIP tickets. The early bird allotment um, all sold out and, and they weren't. All of the VIP tickets weren't even made available for early bird. Um, but we are out of the early bird allotment of those tickets. And now um, all that remains are the typical pre-sale um, tickets that will be available through Psycho Circus. And then once that is over. So right now, it, unfortunately, you're not able to get your uh, early bird $20 front row VIP tickets. You will be able to get front row VIP for $25 now through Psycho Circus. And then they will go up to the regular price of $30. So I would recommend taking advantage of them as quickly as you can. We've not sold this many VIP before the event before um, in the past. So it is selling quickly. And I do recommend um, taking advantage of that as soon as you can because those are going to go and, and a lot of people will buy them at the event. Um, and it's not necessarily a given that they're going to be available. I, I would imagine they will be, but um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a thing. So I would definitely recommend, uh, definitely recommend taking advantage of it. Well, if there, you're looking for other ways to support IZW and thechairshot.com, I have some news for you. It's been a few weeks, so you may not remember, but I'm here to remind you. In order to do that, Greg, go ahead, do me a favor, set your shit up, and wind it up. Mm It's damn right time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes, it's been a while. So let me remind you that when you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of t-shirts there supporting Impact Zone Wrestling and the chair shot.com. You have a whole array of Awesome designs, colors, and styles to choose from. That includes the IZW Pride t-shirt, which you can get in black 
and in white, as well as the IZW new logo, the IZW Arizona's best. Of course, you have the IZW NWA style, IZW World Order style, and much, much more. So literally any style you can think of, you can rep IZW. And of course, represent thechairshot.com with multiple always use your head t-shirts uh with the OG logo that I love it's literally my favorite uh of all of them I I love the OG logo ones um I've been repping that green one um it's definitely my favorite color combination uh of course always use your head t-shirts never go out of style and speaking of style you can get the queen of soft style t-shirt and yes soft style and you could get it short sleeve, long sleeve, whatever you like. You can get that. And then while you're at it, go ahead and pick up your Everybody Hate Greg t-shirt. Because that apparently doesn't go out of style um, either. So go ahead and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your t-shirt. Again, you can customize it and order in different colors, styles, logos, whatever you like starting at $19.99. And again, with just a few dollars extra, you can order any t-shirt in soft style. So that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. All right. So let's get into today's topic. And that is what I'm feeling. I feel like other fans are, are feeling this as well. This resurgence of women's wrestling in the WWE with some pretty big events happening in the women's division on both Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to start us off with something that happened a few weeks ago, of course, and that is the return of Bailey at SummerSlam. And she didn't come alone. She came with Dakota Kai, who was previously released and brought back to the company, and Io Shirai, now called Io Sky from NXT. And this new faction coming together to confront Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair at the end of their match at SummerSlam. Now, we've been talking and speculating about Bailey's return now for quite some time. So to have it at this event, uh, first off, I think is always uh, grand to have it at a big pay-per-view. Uh, but very interestingly, too, uh, a little bit of uh, karma in a way uh, for Becky Lynch, uh, who made her return during last year's SummerSlam. But also, too, bringing in two people, I'd have to admit, did not expect to come into these roles. One for Io Shirai, um, you know, just not really knowing where she fell in NXT. And Dakota Kai, who had or been released um, and got brought back in. I was thrilled to see Bailey and to see her, too, in this leadership role uh, with this uh, trio was something that I think she really needed uh, to in this return. Um, because of course you knew you were kind of still going to get this, this heel Bailey, but you know, Bailey in and of itself, she's been there and done that. And so for this return, you really needed to do something 
big to line her up as the next big contender, but also to kind of show this new phase, this new era of Bailey. And Bailey herself has really come into her own to the fact that she could bring in two other superstars kind of under her guise, under her learning tree. And having that backup now, power and numbers is something that has been very important in all of pro wrestling, but um, we've seen be very successful in the women's division, a la, you know, say a toxic attraction in NXT. Um, so I was pretty shocked by this return. Greg, what were your initial thoughts with the return of, of Bailey and her bringing in EO Sky and Dakota Kai? I mean, I thought it was great. And for a couple of reasons, number one, Bailey's back, which I know, I mean, you're excited about it's personal favorite of yours. But it's it's bringing her back in a way that they didn't have to go with the old Bailey to bring her back as mm-hmm. the baby face. That's how strong of a, a heel she is that she came back and, and immediately got over that return pop. But to use her in such a way that also brought in Dakota Kai, who I, at the time, incorrectly said, would, could potentially have a better main roster run than Raquel Rodriguez, at the time Raquel Gonzalez. Um, and then, of course, she gets released, so there I am wrong again. Maybe not. Uh, and Io Shirai, who, Io Sky now, who um, people have been waiting to move up to the main roster for so long, hadn't, and there was talk that she might get another quick run in NXT before she goes back to Japan, like there's all these different things, and now here she is. Um, and And it's just... It's better than a lot of the recent debuts. They just kind of come up and, and what are they doing? No one knows. Like even Raquel Rodriguez, like she won a couple of matches and now she's like, she got an early match with Ronda Rousey. She performed well, but then what is there for her? Mm-hmm. This gives Dakota and EO a chance to come in with a built-in storyline, built-in credibility, because let's face it, like. Not many people knew who they were because they were in NXT and the audience of NXT is a fraction of a size that follows Raw and SmackDown both on TV, on social media, however they consume it, they consume it. The consumption is far greater for Raw and SmackDown. So instead of having to build them, they're immediately built, they're immediately gifted credibility by being associated with Bailey, who has been established for years, ever since she came up in like 2017 or whenever she came up. So she's been up there for five years now, multi-time women's champion, legendary feuds, all that stuff. And over time, especially now, you know, she's been a heel for over two years now, a great talker, one of the better talkers in the entire company, male or female. So it's just the perfect marriage of all these people and the perfect opportunity for people to come in, get over, and do something substantial, not just in the short term, but with a long-term career. And yes. that, I think, is is the biggest plus for me and the biggest source of happiness mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, and and really – the landscape of the women's division has changed so much since Bailey has been out. I mean, she mm-hmm. came, she, she left and she was injured right when they were coming, you know, she was out of the pandemic era and, and they were starting to do live events again. And she was truly one of the MVPs of the pandemic era um, and really grew into her own there. But there's also this need too, I think to break out of this mold with, you know, Sasha and, and some of the four horsewomen because she had really been not in their shadows, but those dance partners for quite some time. And the last time we really saw her was when, um, 
you know, she had kind of parted ways with Sasha. She was just barely on the tip of really starting that a full feud with Bianca Belair. Now a whole year has passed and things have changed dramatically. So I do feel like it was also very beneficial for her to have these newer, you know, new associations with, you know, a different group of women's wrestlers um, to kind of revisit, you know, where she left off with Bianca, but maybe with some more umph, with some more star power. Um, Cause I think Sasha and Bailey will always be synonymous with each other, whether they're a foes or tag team partners. But I feel like now it's important for really Bailey to step on in on her own, because I think out of all the, you know, four horsewomen that she gets a lot of comparisons to, she's had a little bit more stop and go with character development and feuds. And so really being able to hit the ground running with this, I think is going to truly allow her this time to shine because also right now she's the only one in active feuds, you know, Charlotte is now, you know, uh, not really active right now. Becky's going to be out for a while. You know, Sasha's still in this no man's land purgatory. We're not really sure what's happening with her. So really this spotlight really gets to shine on her, but also something we talked about the this last time we, we talked um, a while ago about factions is having a clear leader and clear definition of roles. And I think really establishing her as a leader will not only help the group succeed, but really showcase the growth and uh the the intention of like putting bailey over as one of the biggest heels in you know the entire company not just in the in in the women's division and she's already playing a role that i don't think another woman has played like i don't think we've had like yeah you had the riot squad but ruby riot wasn't a leader of that faction she didn't cut the promo she didn't do that stuff she didn't stand out in that way um and and just you know even you know when when Paige brought people up like it just didn't make sense and and when you had you know Sasha Banks stable briefly there like they were all presented as equals like Bailey is the first true female leader of a female faction in well WWE I was gonna ever, say in except toxic well I was but, gonna say toxic attraction is is the only other comparable comparison. You know, like that is, you know, what's more similar because when Mandy Rose came in, you know, to NXT uh, with uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, like that was very much a very similar tone, but it's been successful. So I think being able to see elements of that work and then, you know, taking some of those better elements and bringing them into this group is, you know, what what's needed. Um, and again, it's a great way to introduce two new women to the main roster, um, which, again, as you've also mentioned, too, sometimes that can be a big challenge when yeah. bringing in people from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. That introduction is a pretty big deal. And if it's not if that handoff isn't done well, that, you know, can sometimes have someone kind of floundering. So it was a really great introduction and leading into Raw, seeing kind of now. Uh, some warfare between, um, you know, Bailey, Io, and Dakota versus uh, Bianca, uh, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss, too. Yeah. I mean, is really giving two more of a role and definition to 
uh, I would say, especially Asuka and Alexa Bliss that have kind of been in this middle ground. Bianca's still your champion. So she's always having that, um, you know, main role. But to now be able to have, you know, people on her team to be able to do, you know, this three on three or just know that you have uh, three people there to back up Bianca, um, I think gives a better sense of purpose for them now to have more established feuds and people that they're fighting against instead of these random matches. I feel like this helps really shape and give more purpose for the women's division on Raw. It does. And and it it, it actually accomplishes multiple things. And, and we weren't, just um, during your time off, but SummerSlam to me was, I felt like SummerSlam was the first time, even though she's been up for over two years, that I was like, okay, Bianca Belair is now actually here. Mm -hmm. More than a year after she won her first women's championship, I, and and I'm in the minority, I felt like she was carried at WrestleMania 37. I felt like she was carried at WrestleMania 38. I had no problem with Becky beating her the way she did SummerSlam last year. But this match, she and Becky Lynch were on the same level. And Mm -hmm. Bianca has not been that... You can build around Bianca. You needed others to help Bianca. Now you're building a feud around Bianca Belair. And she's cutting the promos. And she's cutting the promos like she did on Raw both weeks. And she said that she's still going to get her hands on EO Sky. And, and and, And this is like... And it's hard because fans have always loved Bianca. So they can't look at her objectively. But like she now... And she hasn't been doing this that long if you really think about it. I mean, we saw her at at TakeOver in... You know, 2019, that was only three years ago. And, mm-hmm. and now here we are. Um, and, and she's, but now to me, she's finally arrived and her work opposite Bailey. I think previously she would have just been far outshined by Bailey, but she's holding her own against Bailey. Yes. And yeah. so to me, that shows that Bianca is now someone you can build around, sell and rely upon, which you don't think mm-hmm. you could really do before. When you think about their feud back on SmackDown a year plus ago before Bailey left, it looks very different in all the best ways. So this is where that time and growth for Bianca has been beneficial and the time and even just the circumstances too. In some ways, everything had to happen the way that it did in order for this version of Bailey to be able to stand out. And that includes all of the behind the scenes happenings and changes that's happened within leadership. I'm sure it's been talked about everywhere about how we see it almost instantaneously mm-hmm. on WWE television and just waiting those few extra months, I think made all the difference between this actually working or, or falling flat. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think it would have worked before. No, um, no. The rumor is that it was pitched and turned down, and and that's why Dakota Kai was released because they like weren't really have anything for. Her, and now here she is. I just think that the whole scenario would have been different. My gut instinct is that had leadership not changed, and of course she got hurt in the match. My gut instinct has leadership not changed. Becky would have won at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I think she would have won, and she would have continued to be a heel. Now she lost. She basically turns babyface. Post match before Bailey and, and crew shows up, then she stands next to Bianca Belair. Then she cuts the promo on Raw, essentially bringing back the man, 
which is the character yes. that made her millions of dollars. And now we're off to the races. And it's it's crazy to say this, but honestly, from a storyline and character development perspective only, this was the best time for her to get injured. Yeah. Because now yeah. when she returns, you can leverage the return pop. You can leverage the character change. You can leverage all that. She can literally show up, come out, wear the man shirt. Here we go. It was and perfect. And again, perfect. it's all about evolution and progression. You know, big time Beck served a really great purpose, especially, yeah. you know, with um, just the visual look of big time Bex. It worked very well with, you know, the visuals and promos as needed with Seth and kind of that that whole dynamic. So it served a purpose. And I think in general, wrestlers will always need to evolve. You know, mm-hmm. she could not have been the man forever. but because she wasn't the man forever and now we're moving back in when that return happens, it's going to be big. It's going to be great. So I appreciated, um, you know, this segue into big time Vex. I think it could work in a face demeanor as well, but it served really great in a, in a heel role. And this does allow for whenever the time comes to return to the man, she can do that, and it's not going to be an overstayed welcome. And I'm going to say something crazy, like I do sometimes. Oh, you never, never. Know, right? But it's the truth, and I believe it. Well, two things. Number one, Big Time Bex basically existed to put over Bianca Miller, and yeah. it worked. And you can tell by listening to Bianca talk about her that mm-hmm. Bianca knows it, and it worked. And Because now that Bianca has been put over and elevated, Big Time Bex goes away. When Becky Lynch finally comes back, however long that's going to be, Hopefully it's in the Royal Rumble and it sets up her and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, which doesn't need a title at all. And now without Vincent Chubb, no, doesn't need it. You have the closest thing we have ever had in WWE history to a female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. She can be that character for them, and you can, and then, and then she never has to change again. Nope. And and then it's it's that's her legacy forever and and the man was what she created and she created it on her own and it happened on accident and then they leaned into it because remember she was never supposed to main event wrestlemania that was supposed to be charlotte and ronda you do that and now she capitalized it once you use it again and there's just there's no turning back at that point because she will soar to heights that we haven't even seen yet which is crazy to think of the height she's already gone to the way that everything is lining up the best is still yet to come I, there's so much to it. Uh, I do want to get into, uh, the second half of this conversation. We're going to be jumping into the big announcement about the women's tag team title tournament, uh, coming up. We already had our first prelim match, uh, on Raw, but I want to talk more about that because speaking of kind of this resurgence of the women's division, we finally now have the answer to what's going to happen to the tag titles. And kind of talk more about the brackets uh, and who our thoughts are on who's going to win. So we're going to be doing that right after we get done with these commercials. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. 
So one of the great questions that have been asked really now for the past few months is what's going to happen with the women's tag team titles? Um, and we've gone all over the place with what's going to happen with them. Of course, they've been vacated by Naomi and Sasha Banks uh, earlier this summer. And there was speculation anywhere from, you know, that those were going to be permanently vacated and the WWE was going to get rid of those and maybe seeing shades of that in NXT. And now we have a final answer. And it was during last week's SmackDown uh, in which we got the notification that uh, next week's SmackDown. Well, we got the notification on SmackDown that there was going to be a tournament. And then on Raw, we got the actual brackets announced. And so we have a eight-team tournament to determine the new women's tag team champions. And so I'm going to briefly go through this bracket or these brackets here. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about them. So... In the very first matchup, and the first matchup that we did have actually on Raw, uh, of course, in alignment with what we were just talking about uh, with Bailey, EO, and Dakota Kai, the team of EO Sky and Dakota Kai faced Tamina and Dana Brooke, in which EO and Dakota Kai won. Uh, up next for the next bracket, we have uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka teaming up to face do drop and Nikki A.S.H. on the it's looking like SmackDown. Well, no, they're wrong. I'm trying to remember SmackDown side of the house uh, and really one of the only Smack. Well, I'll get into it. On the SmackDown side, we have Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez teaming up to face Zaya Lee and Shotzi. And then in the very last bracket, a pretty big surprise. Our one and only NXT team represented. And that is Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark versus Natalia and Sonia Deville. So, Greg, what were your thoughts when this uh, tournament was announced, and then ultimately seeing uh, these brackets? Um, I mean, I was I wasn't surprised once because of the change in leadership. Without the change in leadership, I didn't know if we'd ever see those titles again. I mm-hmm. didn't know if we'd see the NXT Women's Tag Titles again. And of course, those are just recently crowned uh, last week. Um, which makes the whole situation weird, but because Roxanne Perez is now left with nothing, but it's like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, she just let it go. Okay. Out. Yeah. She's like, all right, fine. Well, I'll just fight, you know, this person. Um, and long-term I'm sure she'll be fine. But then you immediately thought it's a vehicle to bring back Sasha Banks and Naomi mm-hmm. who are rumored to have already been back, signed back. We made fun of that earlier. Who knows? Um, might've made fun of it off here. I don't know. But then the brackets were announced and it was, it's good and bad because mm-hmm. it's a stark dose of reality. These are never going to be established tag teams. It's just not. Growing up, I used to love the NWA World Six Man Tag Team titles. But they were held by Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors, three members of the Four Horsemen. And they were an afterthought and they were a special attraction. And that's what these championships are going to be. And, and Twitter is always going to complain, well, we don't have established tag teams. But the casual fans don't care. Like, these are going to be championships that are defended. I mean, Sasha Banks and Bailey weren't really an established tag team, but they did it themselves. Like, outside of the Iconics, that's it. And, mm-hmm. and Toxic Attraction, which is an NXT act still. So, to me, that was point number one. Like, these are never going to be 
real established long-term. People act like Sasha Banks and Naomi were this established tag team when they teamed up for like the first time at WrestleMania um, outside of, you know, some, some alliances in their faction a long time ago. And, and there we go. Um, so that was that point. It did seem like a vehicle to bring back Sasha Banks and Naomi and might still be. Um, mm-hmm. I can see them coming out to confront whoever wins the tournament and maybe they do the whole thing where they show up with belts and the winners have belts and now we have and a then you have match. unification and yeah and now we have a ladder match and now we're putting women in a, ladder, a tag ladder match and it's it's i don't think there's been a tag team women's ladder match um on on the main roster anyway it's happened in nxt and and then we have that the third point which i know you want to talk about is the random team from nxt nikita lyons and zoe stark and of course and Mandy Rose didn't help with her tweeting. Everybody's like, why not Toxic Attraction? And I think, why not Toxic Attraction? There's an obvious answer to that question. But what did you think when you saw that? And did you think of Toxic Attraction? I didn't think of Toxic Attraction. Um, this is honestly the test run. You know, can these two make it on a... You know, and I, okay, of course I say the term main roster loosely, but you know, can they make it in this larger market? One, you know, you have someone like Zoe Stark, who is a phenomenal performer, you know, but can she translate that into, you know, working on, on a show like Raw or SmackDown? I think Nikita Lyons is very obvious with kind of the viral sensation that she is. Why not capitalize on that now? If you sit on it too long, just like anything else, you know, being a viral sensation will only last for so long. So why not capitalize on that now and have her on, you know, Raw or SmackDown um, so that way they can really, you know, leverage that into new viewers. You know, I think the even though the regime change has has happened. I think conceptually, there's still a lot of things at the core of WWE, and that is bringing eyes to the product. And Nikita Lyons has been someone who has really taken the internet by storm. So why sit on that, you know, in NXT when you can move that to the Raw to Raw or SmackDown? That's my perception. You are on mute. I can't hear anything you just said. I think, and don't take this the wrong way, although it's never good to start a statement that way. I think we're overthinking it a little bit. I don't think this is a test run for Nikita Lyons or Zoe Stark on the main roster. I think it's a good exposure for them on the main roster. I think this came down to, we don't have enough women on SmackDown. We're not using well, those women right now. I, I think so that too. So we need too. two I people from NXT. We yeah. don't want to use Toxic Attraction because... They're probably coming up at the draft, and why have them lose now just to disappear? Like, let's let that act be that act and use them when the time is right. So I do think they were selected for the reasons that you said, but it's like, who can we give exposure to? Who's that? You got the viral station. You you got Zoe Stark, who in the ring is fantastic, but my God, her promos have been terrible. So we got to do something there. Honestly, I think she'd be better booked on the main roster as like, a monster heel with a mouse mouthpiece mm-hmm. um, because she's physically imposing and, and works a style that can get over like that. People in NXT love her in Orlando, but that's, you know, this little tiny micro bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we need to fill a spot and we just pick two people because um, they are, I mean, you weren't going to put like, you know, Valentina Faraz and Elise Leone in there. You weren't going to use, you know, 
Katana Chance and we, Carter. Yeah, you can't you can't use your current NXT, yeah. which in some ways could make sense if you know hypothetically that's you know their. But then it like you know here's your price. But then also you're than. gonna yeah exactly because then they're gonna lose. So I think I think they're somewhere in the middle. I think it's absolutely that that SmackDown didn't have enough uh, yeah. talent on there, but also these particular people were picked for a reason. Yeah, I do think it, um, but I don't think. If they go up there and they're a total flop, I don't think it affects their future at all, in my opinion. I don't think it affects their what's happening with them in NXT. I think it'll just be interesting to see, again, what that fan response is. Because, yeah. again, too, not a, like you said, not a lot of people who watch Raw or SmackDown will watch NXT. But I like I said for sure, I'm sure they've seen pictures of Nikita Lions on social right. media. And so, you know, it, it's it's playing to their audience. Oh, and yeah. again, who knows? You know, it, it, you never know. Sometimes you could just have one moment and that sparks mm-hmm. a wild and maybe, fire. Maybe she does get over like crazy and, and who knows what happens. And it does ch- cause them to change direction. I will say this, and this is something that, again, I am talking about, but I don't see a lot of other people talking about. Raw has done a great job over the past two weeks of utilizing video packages to further elevate Tommaso Ciampa. They've been doing a great job showing his NXT highlights. They've talked about NXT a lot. They've referenced people having title runs in NXT. They've done all of this, which was not an old regime thing. And everyone's like, this is so great. Look what they're doing for Tommaso Ciampa. They're building him for Tommaso Ciampa. And I'm like, look what they're doing for NXT. They are doing a better job of promoting NXT during Raw and SmackDown because of this reason. This is also going to be a promotional tool for NXT. We may yeah. see some highlights of Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark on SmackDown, assuming the match happens on SmackDown, because a part of my thought was like, maybe they do that match on NXT. Who knows? I don't think they will. But yeah. because they, it Clash of the Castle is only four weeks away, we got to get there. We got to get these matches done. So it's, then you can pull it off. But I do think that it, it gives more exposure to NXT. And mm-hmm. long term, I'm talking a year from now, NXT might be pulling in better ratings, better viewers, better sales, better everything because of the larger focus and the better synergy between NXT and the main roster under, you know, Triple H. Well, and, we've and we've seen that happen one way. We've mm-hmm. seen, you know, stars from Raw and SmackDown come to NXT yeah. and utilize in some really creative ways. You know, like that exchange has worked well for them. So to finally now have it an actual exchange where we may see some NXT talent make brief appearances on Raw or SmackDown, I think is exactly that. Like more of the course of of synergy um, that hopefully will have viewership really cross over on both ways. Um, but more, you know, need you know, really needing maybe that raw smackdown audience to watch nxt where you knew the nxt audience was already going to watch raw or smackdown um so kind of bringing that viewership over and for them it's introducing you know and maybe doing these kind of guest appearances by nxt talent to then hopefully lead them towards nxt yeah i agree with you i think it all works but i do think even when braun breaker appeared on raw around wrestlemania we didn't get videos. We didn't get a lot of promotional stuff no. for NXT. This is, I think, a more well-rounded approach that we're getting now yeah. than we've gotten in the past, even with those appearances. Because I think AJ Styles going to NXT is going to bring some viewers there or whatever. But then it's gone and it's done and it doesn't happen anymore. And Apollo Crews going down there is very different. But it's it's this to me is a, a much more 
intentional approach and a much more yeah. long-term approach. Whereas those are one-offs that existed in a vacuum. These are, this is something I think we're going to see continually long-term. And and with the change to NXT 2.0 and developing characters that will make their way to the main roster, you know, like, you know, like Tony D'Angelo, like Santos Escobar is probably going to be going up here soon and all these other things, because we're not going to have to retool everybody who goes from NXT to the main roster Again, it's just going to give people more and more reason over time mm-hmm. to tune into NXT, and I think it's going to benefit NXT in the long run. And this is just another example of that. So, Greg, who are your guesses? Who is your what is your prediction as far as the? Uh, let's start with the final two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think will be the final two teams to go head to head for the women's tag team championship? So. Because I believe it's going to be Dakota Kai and Eo Sky from the raw side of the bracket, that would lead me to believe there needs to be a babyface team from the SmackDown side of the bracket, which I don't think it's going to be Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, although it could be and be a great way to promote NXT, which means it's probably going to be Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, mm-hmm. which is somewhat surprising as well, because um, the best team in that bracket is probably Sonya Deville and Natalya, but... Correct. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Um, so I do believe it'll come down to Eos Guy and Dakota Kai against Sonia Deville or uh, against uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah at Clash of the Castle. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's kind of just that just lopsided booking um, where you have on the other side of the bracket, you know, your two face teams at this point, Nikita and Zoe, and of course Raquel and Aaliyah. You know, NXT, we're not we're not doing a full NXT takeover at this point. So, you know, they will have a great showing, but not win. So that does kind of leave you with and that, too, is kind of a low risk team of Raquel and Aaliyah that by losing, neither one of them is going to lose much. Uh, There's no high stakes in this as well. So it, it kind of, you know. That's what it is. I, I agree that kind of as far as level competitiveness, it would be great to see Natalia and Sonia Deville face off against, I agree. Um, you know, EO and, and Dakota. But again, if you were looking at just the, the basics of it, it does not quite make the most sense. Um, yes and no, though, face. because it's in the UK, they're a much smarter group of fans. Than, than the typical yeah. traditional American fans. I think that match itself could get over in the UK. I was going to say, I think it may get US. over better than Aaliyah Raquel Gonzalez because I feel like there's not going to be as much fan investment, especially from UK fans on that. So I could easily see them. They'll probably have some in Raquel from NXT because they're knowledgeable in NXT. But I agree with you. I think they would be more into Natalia and something to do. Yeah. I, I agree. So that would be kind of like what they should. <laughs> and there's a pretty good chance you know, that Eosky and, and and Dakota Kai will be the baby faces, according to the crowd. And oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you keep fans in particular, too, are just more in, in it. You know, they're, they're more mm-hmm. savvy. And so I could see them being, you know, the faces in there. And that's going to be an interesting thing. I think this administration this leadership of wwe would know that in a way they're going to know that and and are they going to be fighting against the grain because that's i think one thing that nxt always did well even in an international sense that we didn't have much of it 
but in the spots that we did see, leaned into the international audience instead of kind of fighting against it. And that could be what we see at Clash of the Castle. I think so. I think you're exactly right. Um, for a lot of portions of that card, but this is going to be a spot where it definitely does do that. Now, if that's where Sasha Banks and Naomi return, even bigger crowd investment, you could oh, yeah. save it for the Raw. Crazy. Or, or however they do that after you could save. Yeah, it I have well. a feeling they would probably save it for the the raw or raw smackdown. They could, you know, I, they might. I mean, sixty five you know thousand fans that's, reacting to the return of these two say, human beings. Though, that's kind of the, this wild card. Like I'm thinking as if you know what used to be the the focus was television. Right. You know, it still will, be. and now and it still will be. But I think that there's a lot more creativity in this realm, and there's probably going to be more of, you know, that kind of evenness between, you know, live events and premium live right. events and television. You know, there's going to be much more of maybe still having maybe those big returns happen on a weekly, you know, not weekly basis, but on weekly television, but still also have the big guns come out during the live events. Well, not only that, but when Bailey and her crew debuted at SummerSlam, that caused interest in Raw. And mm -hmm. and so, because when you do a big return on Raw, a surprise return, you don't see the ratings benefit till the next week anyway, because no one knew they yeah. were coming back, so they didn't tune in for them. They tuned in because they were tuning in, and then they got a surprise that caused them to tune in next week. So if you do a big return at the premium live event, that will give people an interest in the following around SmackDown to see the follow-up. So the same benefit to me is there. I don't know if the Raw after Clash of the Castle is in the UK. Because if the Raw after Clash of the Castle is in the UK, I could see them returning on Raw. But to me, having returned to pay-per-view leads to people wanting to see what they do on Raw. And I think it's it's the same benefit and maybe even more. Um, but it's just, you know, they are spacing everything out. The first show that happens where there isn't a bigger surprise return or whatever, it's going to be interesting to see people's replies because you can't become AEW and want to have a big announcement, big stupid thing every week. And even yeah. they can't do it anymore. Um, Triple H can't do that forever. And maybe the Dexter Lewis no. getting arrested, all that. Maybe next week on, on Raw, we don't need a new debut because now we've got the follow-up. Who knows? Yeah, I think spacing it out, which WWE will be much smarter about uh, than AEW. Right. Plus, I don't know that we get a big it, debut on SmackDown because now we got to see – we got we need the storyline development involving Karrion mm -hmm. Cross and Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. So I think that may be it for now, and maybe they'll wait until that is settled before they do another one. We will see what happens, of course, with this continuation of uh, really the, the movement happening in uh, the women's division in WWE. And, of course, who will be crowned the new women's tag team champions. We're going to be talking about it after all that stuff happens. So stay tuned. Uh, don't forget, of course, to check out IZW Impact Zone Wrestling on Saturday, August 27th. Tickets are available at IZWWrestling.com. And Greg, where can our listeners find information for IZW on social media? At IZW Wrestling AZ. AZ is in Arizona. At IZW Wrestling AZ on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The link is in all the posts and in the bios as well. Grab your tickets while you can. And of course, you can follow us on social media at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook and at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And of course, at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter for 
information on shows, what we're doing at the gym, whatever's happening. Follow us on social media. And of course, the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the chair shot radio network, which you can find on the chair shot.com. The chair Always use your head. This podcast and others, of course, like the Rick DeMarco show and much, much more are all on uh, as part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. And of course, always support your local wrestling, uh, independent wrestling promotions, whether that is buying their t-shirts, uh, following them on social media, buying a ticket to their show and attending, uh, buying their merch, following their wrestlers online, whatever it may be. Go ahead and do that. Support local independent wrestling. That is the bloodline and the source of wrestling for most communities outside of what you see on television. So whatever that may be, it doesn't have to be a big investment of time or money. The little things that you do to support independent wrestling is what you can do. So make sure to go get your tickets for IZW uh, Cycle Circus again that Saturday, September, August 24th. And then, of course, September 24th, Cool Town Clash 2 and Wanted Dead or Alive on November 12th. You did say so, bloodline. I'm just saying. Bloodline. Acknowledge me. I saw the dad, the fucking daddy, Roman Reigns daddy t-shirts. It's hilarious. That, that's a thing. All thanks to the one promo. That's a thing. Such a good you know, and that was Acknowledge and, and, your daddy. You know, we didn't get to talk about that kind of stuff, but yeah, the whole transition to Vince being out and Triple H coming in and that promo and everything was great. And we didn't get to talk about the fucking tractor, but yeah, yeah. too bad. Well, that, for another day. For Acknowledge another day. me. We will cover that another day. So thank you all so much for listening. We will be back with you next week for Greg DeMarco. I am Miranda Morales. Take it easy and we'll see you next week. Oh, and, oh, don't forget to keep it soft style. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.